Are we having fun yet? <laughs> right? From those commercials? Beer commercials. Right? Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And you do one poo-poo juju podcast just for the money. And now here I am. And I'm Av Sedensky, and I'd like to get one of those pancakes everyone's been raving about. <laughs> Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 1, Episode 4, Investor's Dinner, and Episode 5, the Sensation Awards After Party, episodes which originally aired on April 10th and April 17th, 2009, which were the first and last days of Passover that year. Uh, now here we are. We're recording just a few days before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it seems like we have a, a lot of holidays on the Jewish calendar. There, there certainly are a lot on the upcoming calendar that is, has already begun to stress me out. It always sneaks up on you, right? Like you're just going about. It's summer. Things are good, and you know football starts, and you think nothing of it, and then boom! Like you got a month straight of just like nonstop. You're in shul. You're eating in weird places. Yeah, it's. You're with family too much. Yeah. Do you um, think that the party lot. down cast will be catering any kind of uh, Jewish affairs? Bar I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I assume, you know, I assume they, get, they get do a bunch. All right. Well, let's hope we uh, see some on the air. Pretend we don't know what, uh, what's upcoming. Well, uh, what exactly is the Ruben Hoseman Award? How do you win the Ruben Hoseman? Well, if you have the best uh, Ruben sandwich, mm. um, you say, mm. oh, that Ruben Hoseman. Yeah, something like that. So you say that guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm very excited for this episode. We, we got we got a double here. We got a, a couple of Seinfeld actors. We got some Seinfeld story plots. I feel like so we're we're tying back into uh, all the way past curve to sort of the predecessor to the predecessor podcast. Yeah, it's it's all coming together. It's all coming together. First uh, two first two for one special ever in pretty 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 good history. Mm-hmm. Um, we we tend to do like the opposite direction. Like we we make like parts of an episode mm-hmm. an episode. Yeah. All right, well, call me Mrs. Buttersworth, bitch, and uh, why don't we jump right in? All right. So, yeah, we're going to go. Should we do first investors dinner? I think so, right? I mean, that is the episode that (laughs) airs first, so yeah. Well, you know, everything we're doing today is new, so Mm, you never know. All right, we'll start with that, um, where we're in the, you know, back back scene area, kitchen, garage, I don't even remember. Um, And Constant walks in, and she hands over a gun to Roman. Um, And they get a whole argument about the... uh, the definition of the word Barretta and whether it's Italian and go back and forth. I don't even remember who was right. Do you remember who was right? Um, Ro- I think Roman, uh, Kyle, presumably uh, Roman. Roman yeah. is probably right. I don't remember who was. Arguing I don't remember what. what he said, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, did you ever see Barretta? No. Yeah. Before my no, time for sure. So I have no, oh, sorry. 
Yeah, I messed up though. Kyle is the one who brings in the guy. I don't know why I thought that. Yeah, that Kyle and Constance are the ones arguing about whether Breta is the, is the name yeah. of the gun or the name of the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah then they get into the whole thing with like Constance, um, whether she played a hooker, and she say she wasn't a hooker; she was just named hooker. Yeah. Um, but he's like, no, you were a hooker, like, and your name, and like you were just identified as hooker. You didn't even have a name because you were just hooker. Um, but she doesn't seem to get that. Um, yeah, well, that's what makes Constance such a great actress, that she uh, gives a whole backstory to one line. Yeah. Um, and they get in a whole back and forth about whether or not Roman is uh, is really a, wait- a waiter. He's like, no, I'm a writer who just waits. Because uh, yeah. I don't think you put a tent. You know, really, I'm a writer. Um, the only professional in the group is Harry. Yeah, he said this is, you know, yeah. just like Einstein was uh, a patent clerk on the side. Yes, exactly. Do you, do you remember that uh, that Fabla guy joke about Einstein being a patent clerk? Mm-mm. They have this, like, it's it's literally, you know, one of these, like, Peter makes a reference or whatever. You have yeah. Einstein working at the patent clerk's office, and some guy walks up. He's like, hello, I'd like to patent something. And he's like, yes, oh. what is it? He's like, I call it Smith's Theory of Relativity. Oh, yeah. And he hands it to Einstein, and Einstein, like, hits him with, like, a, with a bat and then writes Einstein's on it and patents it. Yeah, that's probably what actually happened. Yeah, it could very well yeah, be. Stolen Valor. I mean, I heard that he had bad grades, so how did he then you know become the smartest guy he just stole people's stuff yeah and bad hair for sure very professional the way jews do yes we're known we like to uh, steal things from innocent smiths (laughs) yeah always thought with the smiths Mm -hmm. yeah so then we get um our first uh henry casey scene um post hookup right for yes, uh, this is like the this is like the first episode we have now with her like a thing, so that's fun. It's interesting um, to me how, and we'll notice this a lot as we watch these two episodes today or talk about them. From episode to episode, the the character development of the main core six is like continuous, but all of the storylines from within the event that they ho- that they work at each event, there's no connective tissue whatsoever. There's no reference to it. Right. There's no like even like. You know, like at the end of this episode, for example, has Ron been defrauded out of his, all his life savings or no? We don't know. The, I mean, it seems like he did. The guy walked out with his check. Never mentioned it the next episode, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I think we, we assume that he he's like notifies the bank in time that he's he's OK there. Yeah. So so that guy like uh, it takes it takes like a few days for a check to really clear fully. Yeah. Th- this guy's scheme is, is not the best. But, you know, we'll get into it. <laughs> um. Anyway, um, so yeah, so they're kind of doing like a little, you know, we're into each other, but we're going to bicker a little bit, uh, which is always fun. You know, they're each kind of like playing it cool. Um, and, you know, Henry, you know, drops in that like, oh, his back is hurting from the other day. And uh, she's like, you know, speaking of the other day, you know, she apologizes. And like, that, you know, I was just being irresponsible and like just reacting badly to the force. I just needed to like do something. Um, but like, I don't want you to feel like you were used. And he seems okay with having been used. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, and like, you know, it was, it was really great. You know, the sex was adequate, but like, <laughs> you know, the connection to another living soul, like that was like really profound. Yeah. And like Casey obviously does not take this well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he's like, oh, no, like, no, don't be worried. Like, you shouldn't take offense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get it. Like, you're probably like a little distracted. Your head was other places. <laughs> and she's like, I, sh- I, I shouldn't take offense. But what's going on here? Yeah. Um, not great, Bob. Well, playful flirting. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Yes. But well, yes, women definitely love to be told that they're not good at sex. 
<laughs> but again, but she's not good. Adequate, adequate. He's nagging her. He's he's giving her incentives to try again, as she will tell him later with the parable that she tells about the, about the pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So now we get uh, we get Ron's first entrance, and he's like really excited. He sees the porch. He sees the house. He's like, we are definitely putting out the tip jar for this one. So like, Ron's like immediately like hook line and sinker. He's being scammed. Like, yeah, of course. It's great. Yes. <laughs> um. And he's like, hey, what the hell? Why are you guys not wearing khakis? Like, you're supposed to wear khakis. I don't know. I don't know why they made a thing out of this, but fine. Um. And then like we meet the host, Tony Corolla. Who you know tells everyone the deal? I, you know we're gonna have a bunch of wealthy investors here, like really high class people. Like you really need to like be very efficient, work really well, and most importantly, you may not use the house phones here. Like I know that there's no service, but like, sorry, you can't use the house phones. Not allowed. Yeah, and a lot he, of signs uh, he, right away. Yeah, he puts uh, Roman up to work um, on a PowerPoint. Um, and you know, he wants to learn all about, uh, you know, his, you know, presentation. We'll get there later. Um, and Ron is like really excited. He's like, wants to like show off for Corolla. Um, you know, he tells him, you know, in 10 years, I'm going to be like where you are, like a millionaire like this. Like, once I get my super crackers franchise going, uh, you'll see. Um, then we get, uh, Kyle is hanging out with Casey and like, she's, he's like asking her like very personal questions. She's like very annoyed, not interested. And Roman pulls out the prop gun uh, from earlier and everyone like freaks out because they think it's real for a second. And like Ron ends up tackling Roman and Mr. Corolla, of course, walks in and he's like, what the hell is going on here? And like they get rid of the gun and Casey's like and Casey invokes uh, Chekhov's gun theory, uh, which we often quoted on, uh, on Curb from time to time. Um, you know, you have this gun in the first act. We know it's coming back. Yeah. Kyle's not familiar. Kyle, no, of course not. Um, yeah, so we get this whole situation with the poop. Um, that's pretty great. Um, <laughs> Ron tries to, you know, tries to foist it onto Casey, but Casey uh, fights back and uh, blackmails her, base him basically. Yeah, and then Ron um, gives up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, he, yeah, he, uh, he doesn't want to be subject to uh, being told to the authorities. Yeah, but he could have tried to foist it on somebody else. He's not good at voice. Right, 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 true, right. He should say, okay, yeah. fine, I'll leave Casey alone, but like I'll make Roman do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um so um right, so Casey goes to follow up with Henry, uh, you know, check into this hall. Sex was adequate. And she tells him the story of the pancake lady. Alex, would you like to tell us the pan- the story of the pancake lady or shall I? Uh you can tell us the story of the pancake lady. Okay. I think my rabbi just so... told me this in school growing up. Yeah, I never heard of that about this before. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, so maybe you'll have to explain some of it to me. Uh, okay. So here's the here's the story. Here's what I wrote down. Uh, the pancake lady makes. There's a pancake lady. She makes the best. Who be, she makes the best pan, pancakes in all the kingdom. Um, but she only makes one per person. That's yes. her rule, right? Yes. Okay, that's step one. So this new guy comes into town. He's like, I want a pancake, just like me from the opening. And you know she makes him one, and he eats it, and she's like, and he's like, okay, that's a good pancake, but like that's not like the best I've had. Like it was, it's fine. Um, so she makes him more pancakes, a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth, and finally he's full, and he's like, okay, now that I've had all these pancakes, like I have to admit, the first one was like actually amazing. Um. So yeah. So the first pancake was epic he was yeah. just messing with her minds he was well, he just he wanted to get out. more pancakes yeah he just wanted to get more pancakes so yes. he's nagging her 
Now um, that's the accusation. Yeah. So Casey seems to have invented the story. <laughs> I will note it. I will note that there is an Aesop fable called Lady Pancake and Sir French Toast. Uh huh. But that's a, that's a slightly different story. And then there's also I see seven years ago on uh, the Reddit tip of my tongue thread. Um, oh, I love that thread. I love yeah. that Reddit. It's great. I've been trying to explain this fable to my fiance. I need help. I've tried looking on Google, but zero results. I thought it was part of Aesop's fables books or something that can remember. The story is about a prince or something of uh, uh, something of noble stature that happens upon a little hut. The prince hasn't had anything to eat in a long time, and the lady of the house says she will make him some soup. Wait, this is soup. This has nothing to do with pancakes. Well, why why are pancakes even? Well, why did this even? Oh, oh, I'm glad you just oh, read an oh, entire meaningless oh, fable. Oh, because the first comment is, this is similar to the Pancake Lady fable uh, on the episode of Party Down. That's why. Uh, oh, so that's let funny. me finish reading it. Okay. The prince okay. hasn't had anything to eat in a long time. The lady of the house says she'll make him some soup. The prince says for every bubble of oil in the soup that he finds, he would give her a silver piece or something like that. She ends up putting a crap ton of butter in the soup out of greed and ends up making the soup completely smooth. I'm sure someone can figure this out, hopefully. Um, I don't see the direct connection between that and the pancake lady story that Casey comes up with. So yeah. Sorry for taking us down this uh this Reddit. Yeah. So yeah, Henry thinks the pancake lady sounds like a bit of a whore. Yes, indeed. Um except whores get paid, so that's not really true. I guess she got she gets paid in um increasing affection, but like I don't know. That seems okay. That's not a whore. Yeah, at that point then we're all whores. Yeah, right. <laughs> um Maybe not like the most healthiest relationship, but like, yeah, I mean, it's better than most. Um, in the meantime, um, we have a Roman giving the presentation to Mr. Carolla, who uh, he starts giving the and then he starts giving the whole presentation to the uh, crowd using uh, Roman's materials. And basically the gist of what's going on here is that he is has purchased up. Either I, I, is he literally buying the town? I didn't know that was a thing you can do, but I guess I, um, I, I didn't know that you could like trade territories with other countries. But I guess Trump tried to tr- do that, right? Well, it's, um, it's 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 not a diplomatic acquisition. It's just a financial. But, they're, but, they're, they're buying all the property to, to in order. No, to that's what. It. But like, are they buying all the houses, or like they're going to own the township? They want to buy all of the property in the town so that they can then flip it to this developer who's coming to plan to buy it to um, build a hotel. Got it. Okay, so like they're buying it like from the town. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't, I know. I would assume from the individual owners, unless it's like a, a collective ownership. But what about the public lands? So how does that work? I'm, I'm sure. To... I'm sure the de- the developer will work with this. You know, anytime any developer comes in, they work with the with the city and with the government. I mean, that's all I do in my job all day, right? You negotiate. Between... Okay, well, that's why I'm asking you. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is what you, you know. About when you, this when you want to build a big project, municipalities and such. Yeah. When you want to build a project like a stadium or whatever, right? You, the, the land acquisition is is part of it, and there might be private owners, but then you work with the public entities who donate also for the purpose of building public thoroughfares and roads and parking and, you know, and, and, and ramps on the highways and public transportation and so on. So, yeah, the point is, and this is actually something that I've also dealt with, which is when sometimes local um, smaller time developers will get, will hear through the grapevine. Oh, you know, this, this developer is considering looking at this piece of property. So they'll run and pounce and buy it from the, from the initial, like the long-term land holders to try and flip it for a profit. So, uh, you know, uh-huh. that, that's not. Um, and so that's basically what he's presenting, that they're going to be the middleman here. They're going to buy this up and then flip it to the uh, to the to the big uh, to the de- de- developer. Right. Yeah. And yes, I yeah. mean, the whole the whole presentation is very, very weak. 
And I just like, you know, double your investment in 120 days. I mean, that is like <laughs> the, the biggest fraud line in the world. Like no investor is gullible enough to believe this shit. Um, you know, routing numbers easiest. Like, come on, like these people would not be handing over money without some kind of contract or, you know, some kind of, you know, uh, shares or something like the only person here gullible enough to fall for this is like Ron, I would say. <laughs> well, Ron very much falls for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are stupid. People fall for scams. Like, yeah, but, I mean, but this is a very lazy scam. You know, listen, if Hardy Boy Harry can figure it out pretty quickly, then how come <laughs> none of these people can? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, saw, I don't know how he found these people. Like, like you, I, that's the part that doesn't add up to me. It's well, like we only he, know, you need okay. to have like a network of so people. Mr. Like, and you can't Mi- just like fuck them all over. Well, right? Mr. Lippman, he, he met from this club <laughs> that he recently joined. Right. And then there's the rich old lady with the dog. And it doesn't exactly say, but I, I think most of the people there are plants, right? Like the actor, the um, the guy that. Um, oh, you Harry think it's most? I mean, I, I know there's one. You thought most of them were plants? Well, I mean, I, I don't know exactly the balance, but you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure a sizable number of them are, especially he wants them to be super aggressive and friendly. And, you know, where do I sign or you know, whatever the guy says when he whoops out his wallet. So, yeah, it's probably a breakdown of each. Okay. Nobody's yeah, been paid enough. up front. That we know. <laughs> for sure yeah. um yeah they were they probably weren't getting paid after the fact either they're lucky they didn't get shot yeah um so yeah so we uh follow casey and henry into the bathroom where they're um you know almost kiss and then they start uh, talking about the pancakes again and um henry's looking for some paid meds for his back which uh casey injured with uh the sex from the other day yeah I did note last week that it was a very weird position. They were like up, like like their right. heads were lower than their. Yeah, I understand why he's injured. There you go. Yeah, yeah. no, no, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't, yeah, if we knew if we knew party down as well as we knew curb, we would say, well, we well we know next week he's going to yeah. have a bad back. As yeah, true. Yes, spot yeah. on. This is how he injures his back. Um, I mean, we all know there's only one way you can injure your back. Yeah, and this is where you know Henry Henry's been looking around the bathroom and he's realizing that all the drawers are empty and like this doesn't like look like a, a house that someone lives in and it should be hey, more look- obvious like as we've learned from the rehearsal when a non lived in house is very very obvious like you you know it's 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 hard to make a house look artificially lived in you have to put in a lot of work and yeah this guy's put in none of the work right um yeah i mean today this would be much easier to do because like airbnb and like uh and that sort of stuff like you could like Totally pull this type of thing off much easier. A little bit, yeah, like or a lot. Like people put their houses on the Airbnb. You could get like a yeah. perfect, like a, a awesome house that's like someone does live in, just yeah. not you. <laughs> and like you pay someone five hundred bucks to get it for a few hours. People do that shit. It's uh, so wild days. Um, so yeah, so. I remember reading like yeah. the early days of Airbnb or not even the early, like the mid whatever, like 10 years ago in New York City, how there was a problem. People were complaining that like porn and I guess this is combining episode four with episode five, like uh, people would like porn producers would rent people's apartments on Airbnb to like film porn in basically. Yeah. Um, in the in the baseball fantasy baseball league that he used to be in, one of the running uh, jokes we had was that there was a a porno video that someone found on one of these sites that was filmed in clearly like an Orthodox person's apartment because there was like gabaras and shulchan uh, on the <laughs> on the bookshelves, and it's just like this like 
hardcore, like, you know, everything that you could imagine. Um, I remember when I just like can't stop seeing Gamaras. Yeah. I remember when I was in college seeing a porn video of these two girls who were depicted as being in college, you know, and I'm sure they really were because, of course, everything in porn is real. And they were like in a dorm room and there was like an Israeli flag on the wall. And there was there was like a lot of things that are recognizable. And I saw this in like 2004. So I didn't. But I felt like um, what, what's that movie? The Don't Fuck With Cats. Where the Internet like tracks know, it. on Netflix. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. But my, yeah, my, point is, about my point is, I remember, I, like, I remember, you know, at the age of 20, like seeing this like three minute porn video and thinking like. I'm not that far, like, I'm not that farly disconnected from, I don't know if it's these two girls, but at least the, the room where, where this is occurred. And I felt like it was like, I, I, like, if this is at like somebody I know with like Rutgers or like, it wasn't like that impossible to find, I felt like. But uh, yeah, I never found it. So yeah, so right. So Henry puts it all together, right? Between the empty drawers and the, the you know, the friend that he recognized as an actor. By the uh, way, the Mr. He... Lippman, do you know him from anything, uh, uh, Gerald Lynch? Is the uh, is the character name in this show? But like, do you know him from anything other than Seinfeld as Lippman? No. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not. I see on IMDb, he's been married to his wife since 1965. What a what a long love affair they've had. Fifty-seven yeah, years for them. For the for the very lovely. Yes. Hopefully, he treats her better than uh, Gerald Lynch treats uh, everybody. <laughs> um so yeah so ron um comes up with a great idea that he wants to take his basically the last ten thousand dollars he has in the world and invest it in this scam and um you know he like begs mr Quirrell to take it like he refuses to at first um but like ron keeps begging him and begging him and finally he he uh he agrees and tells him you know give me uh give me your information well i'll take um, a check so yeah so he, he runs and gets gets, gets a check um, but then this is when, you know, finally when Casey realizes, okay, like, I, I don't care if the, and by the uh, way, when, when Ron had yelled at them, yelled at them about playing with the fake gun and put it in the bag, it very ostentatiously, it shows the guy looking and watching this happen. Like oh, interesting. He, he sees the gun. And so then when Ron goes to get the check, it, it's sort of obvious as he pulls the bag and sort of is pulling it and it's flying all over like that. There's no gun in there. So they're really leading us to think that the gun that will be held against Ron's head yes. is, uh, is, is the fake gun. Well, yes. Right. They certainly want, right. That's what they want everyone to think. Yes. Um, so, yeah. But so, you know, Casey was going to let it go when it was just these, like, whatever, strangers who were probably assholes getting fucked over. But, like, if they're going to, he's well, going to steal Well, Harry tries one. to warn Littman, but he's such an asshole about it that he's, like, you know. <laughs> right. 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 That's true. Right. But, like, Casey's just like, all right, that's it. Like, and she, so she exposes the whole thing. Um, Henry agrees, like, you know, he's a, this is a scam. This, this guy's an actor. Um, and like Ron demands that, of course, you know, rip up my check. I don't want, you know, and so like he rips up a check, uh, but we realize that it's not Ron's. Yeah. And, you know, you know, they start arguing and fighting and um, he pulls out a gun. And now everyone's like really freaking out. And Ron doesn't stand down because he thinks he knows that the gun is not real. Yeah. Um, but little does he know that the gun is real. So as he's like, he's like basically like takes the gun and like puts it up against his forehead and like almost like pulls the trigger for him. That would have been very stupid if he had like actually pulled the trigger. Yeah, Rhaenyra's always um, doing that to her uncle in House of the Dragon. <laughs> always challenging. Um, Just go ahead and do it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, because she he knows she knows that she has the uh, the upper hand. He knows yeah, that he's a big talker. Now, why does Roman tell Ron like where the fake gun is? Like, let Ron have his hero moment. 
I saw. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he'll find out eventually, right? Well, if he got Maybe shot not. and killed, he would have. Yes. <laughs> well, no, that he wouldn't find out. Yeah. Um, everyone else would have found out. Everyone else would find out. Yeah. Yeah. And most people will be very confused why he was behaving that way, and then yeah. they have to explain. Oh, it's because he thought it was a fake gun. Very stupid way to die. You know? Did you notice in the, in the Harry Casey story how you know uh, they propose? What if we made rules so that we can keep doing this but not losing uh-huh. that the friendship? Yes. Yes, yes, which I guess because sex to they, save the friendship. Yes, because Lipman's here, they decide they can just live stories straight from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. It would have been great if he would have overheard them and say, "That'll never work." Trust me. Yeah, friends who f each the other. Ego on you. The very it's a yeah it's a very casual relationship between friends who sometimes f each other. Yes. That'll go well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it goes well for some, or for some amount of time. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, we had this whole storyline with this guy, Kellum. I wasn't into that at all, so I kind of left it out of my recap. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he like, ends up, like, falling for Constance instead, basically. So um, Kyle loses interest is the whole gist of it. Well, I think it's just Anything that the guy's such a douchebag. And, and, like, he likes to make fun of uh, – he's making fun of her, and she's tur- turning her into an animal and stuff. And Kyle, we sort of see at heart, is a nice guy. Like he's a bro, but ultimately he'll be loyal to his friend, sort of the middle aged aging, aging right. Emma, you know, o- over this, you know, this this young rich douchebag. So yeah, it's it's a real yeah. hero moment for Kyle this episode. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh we end up you know we end on the uh, the post credits right. We have uh, Casey and Henry hooking up in the car. Um. She asks him if he likes the pancakes, and. She clar- they clarify whether they're talking about pancakes or fucking, and she ends off saying, "Call me Mrs. Butterworth, bitch." Mm-hmm. As you began this episode, yeah. um, I, w- I would say this one I didn't love. Um, I thought this was the weakest one so far. The weakest of that of that scene, or the, or the whole episode? No, the weakest of the uh, post credits. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. Well, what about the episode as a whole? How would you rank the episode? The episode as a whole, I would say, was um, pretty, 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 pretty good. I think it was three, like a three and a half. Um, solid. You know, there were definitely some good stuff. The gun thing was very. I, I complete. Like I completely forgot. I, I didn't, obviously I didn't knew he wasn't going to get killed, but like, um, like I forgot the progression of how that whole thing was going to work. So that was fun to see again, and that it was very well done. You know, the Casey Henry dynamic is really starting to pick up and it's fun and like they're playful and they're hooking up and uh they're doing it in secret and not so secret um so um i'm liking i'm liking where we're going here um not the greatest episode but i think a solid uh you know b plus yeah i'm in the same place as you i'll say pretty 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 good as well a bit of a dark ending uh which again will have no resolution in the next episode but uh, otherwise enjoyable um, but, you know, I do I did really notice, especially watching the back to back, that there's no connective tissue between the episodes other than sort of the character development of the six characters. And, and I wish we had a bit more of that because, you know, we, we this this episode ends in like a very sort of dark, serious place. And like there's just there's, there's no consequences. So mm-hmm. that we see anyway. Yeah. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Do you have a come with guy or gal for this episode? Yeah, I'm going to go with Henry for the come with guy. You know, he's got, you know, he's he's playing it right with Casey, um, you know, or maybe maybe not, but whatever. It seems to be working. Um, so I won't challenge his game. 
and he um he's the one that like puts together the whole scam thing and like reveals it and like is the hero that saves all these people their money especially ron so uh yeah great job by henry all around he's the come with guy okay um my come with gal is his partner in crime casey she's flipping those flapjacks like a champ and i uh, salute her oh what i'm the asshole here i am i'm i'm the asshole i'm the asshole Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. And then uh, I'll jump right to my uh, my fucking asshole. Uh, obviously, there's one obvious contender here, but I'm actually going to give it to uh, to Gerald Lynch and Mr. Lippman because uh, he's such a schmuck and he deserves to lose his money. Yeah, um, my fucking asshole. Um, I'm gonna go with the pancake lady. What the fuck is this one per person bullshit? Like, no. you make these amazing pancakes, but like you can only have one your entire life. That's um, like, all insanity. you have. Well, no, but you can get more. You just have to nigger. We figured that out. <laughs> um, I suppose. Well, whatever. I don't like it. I don't like her policy. All right. Well, even I'm not above the policy, but uh, can we can we get to the sensation awards after party now? Yeah, but what about are there any cameos? Oh, well, do we do that now? We'll do that at the end. We have Mr. Lippman. Yeah, we discussed it. We have Mr. Lippman. OK, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Corolla is nobody is nobody. Uh, I mean, I didn't recognize him. Did you? No. Um, all right. Yeah. So so the sensation awards after party. So so they are just doing the after party for the awards show. Right. They seem to arrive and like the party is like in mid swing already. Right. Like they sort of walk into the room, Kyle and and, um, and Roman. And this party is uh, is already rocking. So unclear exactly. What's yeah. Here. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. But yeah now that you're describing that doesn't make sense. Yeah. A whole, right. whole bunch of uh, uh, porn actors uh, are uh, appear in this episode. Including yeah. uh, we have a, a rather famous person who we'll see in a, in a couple of scenes. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say I did try to reach out to that person, but uh, I did not get a response. <laughs> uh, also, we finally meet Mr. Duke and it's played by uh, Ken Jong. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. That yeah. was fun. Well, I we you'll have to. Um, this is this is late. He was famous by this point, right? Yeah. I mean, he had been. This is, in, a, oh, is this after the hangover? This is after the first hangover. Yeah. OK. Well, yeah, actually, no, the hangover came out in 2009. This episode comes out in March 2009. Hangover oh, comes okay. out in June 2009. Okay, so what was he before the hangover? Uh, a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. he was. Was he in Scrubs? Um, okay, well, yeah. So let's. Uh, I mean, let's like see. for an episode, I think. 98. I okay, uh, physician, comedian, full time entertainer starting in 2006. His film debut was in Knocked Up. Mm -hmm. All right, so he had been in a couple of movies, but uh, yeah, not, not, not that famous yet. In terms of his actual filmography. Yeah, but no, Hangover was like huge for him. Knocked Up, knocked up is 2007. Step Brothers and Pineapple Express are 2008. And then The Hangover is, is after that. Okay, so he's been, in, he's been in a couple movies. So he's a guy that we'd recognize. But that's... Uh, what about Community? When was Community? Um, oh, was this oh he was on Curb. In The Anonymous Donor, he was man in Jersey number one. Yeah, well, that's... Did we say that at famous. the time? No, I know. I'm just. Did I, do you remember that? Yeah, he he's. The, uh, I don't remember discussing it, but I know the scene, right? When Leon goes and grabs the jersey from him. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, but I don't. I, you're right. I don't remember discussing it. Yeah, so that's in 2007. Yeah, he he's on a bunch. You know, Might of Mencia, the and office. Community is 2009. Yeah, 
So yeah, so, then that, that that party down is comes out in two thousand nine. So same time. Okay, so this is right around when he's and the Hangover. So he's like he's like about to peak. Yeah, he's like about that. he's about to become much more famous. Yeah. Yeah, this is or I mean, it's kind of right. It's like right in the thick of it. So okay, interesting. Um. Okay. So we yeah. So we. Uh, we start out. Uh, we're kind of like on the red carpet, right? And like we have these, these uh, very uh, attractive women um, who are porn stars, um, and they're here for the. Uh, what is sensation? It's like some. It's like the AV. It's just some fake, you know, adult uh, porn awards. It's an award ceremony. Okay. Best blowjob. Okay. You know, I know, just but like the sin. So it's like sensei. It's a pun of like, but like, okay, sin, just like, why sin. the dashes? It's just, it's just because they were trying to come up with the name of a fake porn award. Because probably it makes so many real porn awards that have stolen so many options. Of like, it makes it sound like it's like Asian. Oh, I didn't think of that, but um, I see, I see how you can think that, right? Because especially with the dashes, because like that's how. What about Mitsuyan? Like, that's a uh, Chinese restaurant in Chicago. Oh, is it? I mean, it, it was 25 years ago. I don't know if it's still around. Okay. There's Sushi Mitsuyan in Tinak. No, but this is Mitsuyan is three words. Oh, Mitsuyan. Mitsuyan. Sensation. Right. Same concept. Yeah. Right. 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 So it writes as three words, which is like how like, yeah. it, like Chinese and Japanese restaurants often write their words. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So we, uh, uh, we got uh, Roman and uh, Henry. Um, they're like kind of uh, taken in the scene. And Roman thinks that Henry is uh, being a little not chill. He's like has too many sexual hangups. And, you know, I don't judge you because you've been trained by society to be this way, to be all sexually hung up. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, my way of doing things, as always, is correct. Mm-hmm, of course. Um, and then, of course, he's very excited to see Rod Johnson walk by. Yeah. Um, he loves him from those movies where he would splooge like buckets <laughs> excreted from his body. Yeah, is a large amount of semen like a desired uh, effect? I mean, I guess for Roman it is. I'm, I'm just. Too, I guess uh, that's what some people want in uh, pornography. I'm, I'm living they in like, a repressed they... society, obviously. Unfortunately, so I don't know. I mean, you could just not be into semen. Some people, I guess, are into, very into semen. Yeah, that's all right. that's fair. Yeah, I think semen is kind of disgusting, but I teach their own. <laughs> Alrighty then. What I said. Alrighty then. All right. Do you disagree? You enjoy semen? I, I mean, I enjoy the process that causes it to. Uh, That's not what we're talking about. No, no, you're dodging <laughs> the question. You're, you're answering no, a different question. Uh, semen itself, no, and not my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah not my cup of tea either. Yeah. Some people but, like it so much, perhaps they put it in cups of tea. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, yeah, I would. Yeah, all right, we can move on. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? We can discuss semen more if you'd like. Yeah, I don't think we should be talking about this. Yeah, okay. We certainly can. Um. Okay. So then, right. So now we meet, uh, as you said before, Mister Duck, played by Ken Jeong, who is uh, he's here for the party as well. And um, Ron is going to spend the entire night trying to convince uh, Mister Duck to uh, make good on his promise to invest in his supercrackers, which he uh, supposedly did at some time in the past, and it seems to be uh, um, kind of just like uh, stringing Ron along to make him think that he'll give him money someday when he's clearly not interested. So it does appear that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but we'll track that as we go through. And we have uh, Henry and Casey again. Uh, he sneaks up on her and uh, knocks the food, the food tray out of her, out of her, and um, 
he's like, you know, I told you not to like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this at work. Like, I really want to keep this like a secret for now. Um, so like when Roman comes in, they like jump apart and like act as if like they weren't just clearly talking to each other. Like, it was extre- like <laughs> extremely conspicuous. Yeah. Um, and she's like, okay, I'm just like really on edge because like I have this like Reno Reno nine one one gig that I'm hoping to get. I'm like waiting to hear. So like I'd, like I'm waiting for my agent to call me like any second. Yeah, and I, so I do appreciate just... the Reno nine one one reference because <laughs> right because that's a show that's like starring Thomas Lennon and all the people from the state, which is also... there's a show. That's a show. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but Ken Marino, like th- those, like it's all like overlapping, like the people making both the shows. So right, right, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Uh, speaking of which. Uh, the, the the gentleman we will meet, Guy Stanislaus, the uh, porn producer who was very taken by Ron's magnificent penis. He's played by mm-hmm. his name is Matt Mather Zickel, who, you know, he's been in a bunch of comedy films. But I know him primarily from one of my favorite movies of all time, The Ten, where he plays Louis LaFonda. And again, that also stars Ken Marino and a whole bunch of people from the state. So do you recognize him at all or no? No, not at all. Yeah, I know who he was. You, you Have you seen The Ten? No, no, I know we've talked about it. I'll uh, I'll move it, I'll move it higher on my list because it seems to come up a lot. John Hamm is in it. Oh yeah, all right. I'll, a, it's a, on my list. A, a very pre-famous John Hamm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, so they like they reagree that you know we're gonna keep this casual, um, but you know Henry really seems to be wanting it to be more of a real thing. We can tell, right? Yeah. Well, he's got nothing else in his life, as he constantly tells her. Yeah. Although, you know, in her defense, like, she literally is, like, like not even divorced yet. Like, so it's a little bit much for him to expect to, like, that they're going to be, like, openly dating. Um, well, I that, mean, like, they could date, but I don't know if she wants to jump into another, like, serious emotional relationship. Right. Or just, like, even anything that's, like, public facing. Like, she, like she's, like, going through, like, you know, she's not, she's still not, hasn't dissolved her first marriage. So, like, if she wants to, like, not jump right into anything, like, you know, yeah. it's kind of uh, reasonable for her to just dictate her terms to an extent and for her him to either take it or leave it. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, so, yeah. So, we see Kyle um, in, in the first of what will be many instances of Kyle just owning the room with these porn stars and getting them to do pretty much anything that he wants. Yeah, much to Roman's frustration. Um, yeah, so we have uh, we have a couple porn stars here, one of whom um, is played by the great Stormy Daniels. Indeed. Um, and there have I don't even remember was she the one who won the award or who right she won it right the other one is the one she who yeah she she, won it? she 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 gives them the best blowjob she is the she is the winner yeah um, she certainly would win the award of per, person who has given blowjobs to the most presidents I would guess yes. at this particular award ceremony now what's kind of crazy is like uh, you know aside from appearing in this episode what else was Stormy Daniels up to in two thousand nine you might ask because oh I would ask actually I should have researched this but she, she played she played a large political role in America. A decade later yeah but in fact she played a large political role in 2009 as well a group of fans attempted to recruit daniels in 2009 to run against republican senator david vitter in the louisiana really? Senate in 2010 the recruitment oh. process was centered around the website draftstormy.com on may 21st 2009 just a month after this episode aired she formed an exploratory committee initially <laughs> inspired by revelations about vitter's connections to a prostitution ring in August 2009, her campaign manager's car was blown up, although no one was in the oh. car at the time. Oh. 
But that was a roller coaster. Yeah. Um, Daniels uh, finally declared herself a Republican candidate for the Senate in April of 2010. Her decision was inspired by disclosures that the Republican National Committee had paid expenses for fundraisers at a lesbian bondage themed nightclub in Los Angeles, stating that the re- revelations, quote, finally tipped the scales. She explained that the RNC's use of party funds for sex convinced her that Republicans represented her libertarian values best. Daniel said she'd been a registered Democrat throughout her life, quote, but now I cannot help but recognize that over time, my libertarian values regarding both money and sex and the legal use of one for the other is now best espoused by the Republican Party. Hmm. Yeah, All right. Okay, so, the, so it's clear she's full of shit. She was a Democratic plant from the beginning. Yeah, well, if, uh, now I should see what, what were the results of the 2010 Republican Senate primary in Louisiana? I'm assuming she lost. Well, I never I, heard I never heard her refer to once as a former porn star and state representative in any of the news reports. Yes, hold on, 2010. Louis- I feel like that would have come up. Louisiana Senate GOP primary results. Okay, David Vitter, um, Republican primary. Uh, David Vitter got 88 percent of the vote. Uh huh. Chet Trailer seven percent. Nick Accardo five percent. And unfortunately, uh, Stormy did not make it. She she ultimately did not qualify, it says. Okay, so we don't even know what percentage of the vote she got. No, no, she didn't qualify. She did not get on the ballot. Oh, she wasn't on the ballot. Yes. Well, well it's hard to get votes that way. Yes. Um, you really want to be on the ballot <laughs> to, get, to get elected. Yeah, although, you know, Alaska has a senator who was not on the ballot last time and got elected anyway, so... Well, you know, Alaska. It's crazy yeah. Alaska. It's Lisa Murkowski, remember she lost the uh, right. She did a right. She did a right in. Yeah, yeah, and she and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty impressive. The uh, the winner of a presidential election at our kind of alma mater, well, my alma mater, your partial alma mater, um, won on a write in vote for for student body president one year. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And there was a big, there was a big scandal because he handed out stickers. Yeah, which he just put there directly was a big, on the ballot. And there was a big argument about whether or not he was allowed to have given out stickers. Under Are you the, not allowed? Like, to, in my head, that's what Murkowski did. But maybe it's because of the YU influence that I have that in my head. I'm sure in like the state of Alaska, there's a rule about that. Probably. <laughs> and I'm sure that in like the college election, there wasn't a rule about that. So like that, I'm sure they have a rule about whether you're allowed to give out stickers in a real election. Yeah, so you and maybe you are. I have just no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. Probably not because like it needs to be something that they scan. Like it's not. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it, someone it, isn't it, like it's looking it's at it and saying, yeah, "Oh, I, I the know. sticker." They yeah. put a sticker that says Murkowski. But then, yeah, I don't. I don't know how the right balance working in my in Alaska. Yeah, no clue. Um, so yeah, so uh, Stormy and this other lady are arguing about who gives the best blowjobs, and Roman is like, "Hey." We can settle this blowjob contest right now. We'll, we'll be the judges, and we'll say who gives the best blowjob. Um, they, of course, walk away. They're disgusted by this. Um, but only because of the source like, of the proposal. Um, well, that's what, that's what Kyle will say later. I mean, that's what Roman will tell Kyle later, that it's just like, oh, well, yeah, like I mean, a hot I think, guy I think, did that. I think, Kyle's, I think Roman's correct about that. There's an, I mean, there's an element to which it's true, and there's an element to which like Kyle's like much... Like softer approach to things. I mean, he's doing like he's, the, the, he's doing like the, the the boob uh, judgment thing. Well, because like he lets it come to him. Like he doesn't say blowjob yeah. contest. But why does judge. it come to him and not to Roman? Like, let's be honest. 
because Roman is like a perv and like a creep. Yes. And an yes, asshole. he's mo- more handsome, but he also has a better game. Like yes. what Roman's doing is not like, yeah, he's coming on too strong. I mean, I say good for him. Like, go for it. Like, hey, like probably your only chance, Ro- Roman being who he is, is to like get a laugh or whatever. And be like, you know what? Yeah, blow job contest. Like, that's his best shot. Like, yeah. He's not going to like seduce one of these porn stars over the course of the night. I can confirm that he's not going to seduce one of these porn stars over the course of the night. Yeah. So like he may as well go for the swing for the fences. Okay. And listen, they're not going to suggest blowjob contest. So, like, you may as well be the ones to suggest it. Yeah, I, but but I'm saying I think Kyle could have thrown that out there and it would have gotten a, a better play than it does from, uh, from right, Roman. Right, and it, and it certainly wouldn't have ended it. Um, but he yeah. also had established goodwill, whereas Roman was just a creep that was, like, listening in on the whole conversation. And then it's just like, yay, blowjob contest. <laughs> yeah. Poor um, Roman. Yeah, it's it's generally speaking, the first words that you say to a person shouldn't be essentially to demand that they give you a blowjob. Yeah, not demand, propose. <laughs> propose. Those you shouldn't lead with that. Those should be the first things that you say to the person, yeah. to the person when you first meet them. Yeah, which but, I mean, I, as, I would gather is probably as we'll see when he talks to Cramsey. Like even when it's 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 right there for him, he manages to screw it up with his uh, "you're not wrong, you're just an asshole" mentality to life. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So <laughs> Roman's like, "What the hell? I thought these girls were cool with sex. Turns out they're just stuck up, stuck up bitches because mm, they did it. This they did descent to my blowjob demands immediately yes. upon meeting me. Um. <laughs> he really like went into that night assuming like, oh, they're porn stars. Like they'll just have sex with me because like they just like having sex with whatever. Yeah, porn stars. So I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll certainly not have sex with Roman. They may have sex with anyone. <laughs> yeah, Roman seems to avoid sex the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Kyle, um, you know, tells him, like, your, your approach is all off. This is why you're not, nothing is working for you. You repel all the women as soon as you enter the conversation. Um, and he's like, just follow my lead. Like, you'll see, like, see what I do. You follow me. Like, you'll, you'll be, you'll do much better. Yeah. Prediction. Um, yeah, so and this is when we meet Cramsey, um, who, uh, much like Alex, isn't had to do the poo-poo juju. <laughs> um, had you ever heard of this term? I I was not familiar with this term. I did go, I did Google it, and they it says that that's what it is. Oh, it's a real um, thing from before the show. Um, oh, the truth is, I didn't really investigate further. I just saw it came up as a result, so I didn't. Um, oh. I didn't see if the origin was party down. So I guess I should. Uh, let's see. Let me check again. Oh, that'd be funny if the source is party down. It seems like uh, something. I mean, it's on right? Urban Dictionary, and it doesn't cite party down there. Okay. I don't know if it would. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a ton of other. Uh, it's hard to know. All right. Well. Well, even if they invented it, it's they've certainly yeah. uh, contributed to. Popularity. I'm sure they didn't invent it. Maybe they invented that word for that thing. I'm sure that's a thing, and I'm sure that's a word. So, like, whatever. Everything in the, there's nothing that's not a thing. Everything's a thing. Yes. Certainly everything that we could think of, somebody has thought of and yeah. done that, and then they went further. Yes. And, I, and I'm sure it's a whole, like, sub, like, uh, uh, subcategory on, like, uh, uh, pornography sites. Of course. Of course. Um, but but 90% of the videos of those things are siblings doing those things because that's where we're at as a society. Yeah. Everybody wants to have sex with, with their family members, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. Trump. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, I've never. <laughs> the number one that. thing. So number one not, thing. That, that's one I don't understand. I must confess. No. Yeah. I guess I just don't have attractive enough family members. <laughs> Teach their own. Teach their own. <laughs> I guess we're not. Uh, we're not Targaryens. Maybe it is the Game of Thrones effect. Maybe Game of Thrones really romanticized the notion of uh, fucking your sister. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Someone should be looking into this. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's uh, portends well. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So yeah. So we get right. So we get Henry talking to Cramsey. Um. She uh she's now changed her name to Cramsey because uh, she'll be doing a lot of anal mm-hmm. and she got all the surgeries and like she's gonna reinvent herself. She's got a whole new brand. It's gonna be amazing. Um. Then we get um, Ron is like really getting fed up with Mr. Duck. He feels like he's being jerked around Like you know, he had promised him a partnership and now he's just like not really coming through with the money. And um, he um, he heads into the bathroom um, and we see that like somebody uh, is eyeing his penis at the stall. And well, on finally- the one side, we have the guy who is the ecstasy dealer. We we have not yet mentioned the fact right. that throughout the uh, uh Casey gets some ecstasy very early in the party and is yeah. completely rolling and definitely wants yeah. to get down with Harry. But when he needs to get a pill as well, and he can't find it anywhere. And it's this guy who right. in the credits is listed as Coke dealer for some reason, even though he appears to in, be even though he's clearly a ecstasy, an dealer. ecstasy dealer slash porn producer. Not exactly clear. Well, Constance, maybe what they're telling us is that Coke is his primary business. He also sells some. He will sell some ecstasy, but he's sure. a Coke dealer. Yeah. Now, Constance has lived a life. And yet doesn't know what, what ecstasy is. A little surprising. I well, say. has Constance lived a life? Are we sure Constance has done anything uh, at all? Uh, yeah, she had sex with like hundreds of men that she couldn't even figure out who um, last week Ed Begley Jr. was, right? <laughs> I mean, a, a lot of what Constance says is bullshit. I mean, Ed Begley Jr. What's your source for that? I mean, when she's like claiming all these like movies, she was in these movies back in the day with movie stars. Like, I think she's. Oh, I believe it. I I think that she was she had had a, a one line in Beretta. I think she was sort of a bit actress twenty years ago. The problem is now she's just you know grasping at straws. She's she's living her glory days and she's far past them. But I don't not believe the things. She's all right, talking about. I I feel like she's uh, embellishing a lot. Has has been my read on her. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, from that from the Ed Begley Jr. episode, it seemed like. Uh, she uh she has lived the life, but I don't know. Yeah, all right. She's, she's, al- she's always down for anything. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I guess she. Do- I guess her not knowing what ecstasy is is sort of a way of indicating like how out of touch she is with the uh, with the modern generation. Yeah. So we have uh, Roman interfering and basically uh, cock blocking Kyle a second time, and Kyle tells him to just be zen. Um. You know, girls just want to be. And Roman's like, everything you're saying is bullshit. There's no way, like, like, there's nothing. You're not telling me anything. Like, the words you're saying just make no sense, uh, which is kind of true. And you'd be right. Like, you can't, like, just, like, teach someone how to, like, be cool. Yeah, but that's also, that's really true for everything Kyle says. Kyle's yeah. always bullshit, but yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mr. Duke is uh is not in- Mr. Doc. Sorry, Mr. Doc is not enjoying the party. Um, he had assumed that there would just be like tons of free sex at this party. He's basically like Roman, where he's like, oh, you just like show up to the party and like girls will basically like volunteer to have sex with you. Yeah. Um, like you don't like you don't have to like. I mean, it does seem like, like that people, will be happening like... later in the party, but for people who are not Mr. Duck. 
<laughs> for people who are attractive to the or in some way to the people who are performing uh, sexual acts on them. Yeah. Well, that's generally how sex works. Correct. It's so, yes. right. It doesn't change just because the people are porn stars when it's yeah. not for work. They're just people. They want to have sex with people that they want to have sex with, not with mm. you, like Roman <laughs> or Mr. Duck. Indeed. Um, where are we? So Casey um, wants to find out if they have any ecstasy. Right. And you said before, Constance doesn't even know what ecstasy is. Um, okay. So then we have uh, – Guy, uh, Guy Stanislav, and uh, this scene is basically straight out of Boogie Nights, right? Like he, uh, he, uh, except that like Jack Horner, of course, didn't even need yes. to see the penis. He could just tell from like the no, way he said, that... "I hear you have a great big, big cock. May I see it?" Oh no, that's what the other guy says, the Colonel. No, there. no, he just like eyes him. Like he, he realizes that Dirk has like a quality to him. Like he has the big dick energy, basically. That's oh, basically, okay. Dirk Um yeah, and like he says, like he says to him, like I can tell, like you just have something like magical under those pants. Mm, yeah, um, and then he sends Roller Girl into. But to hadn't he already out. heard the rumors, like that he was like doing the hand jobs in the back for ten bucks or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I think he just spots him though. I think that's the. Uh, now the difference between this and Boogie Nights also is in Boogie Nights they make us wait till all the way the last scene in the movie to see it. Right, and here we right. see it much earlier and then repeatedly. <laughs> Yes. yes. Um, also, this this one is much less fake than the one from Boogie Nights. Less fake? Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty fake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also, the, 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 the ultimate injury that will occur to it, to his moneymaker, very reminiscent of what happens to George the hand model. <laughs> right. Right. It's an injury that ends his uh, his short-lived career as a, uh, as a porn yes. star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, so Ron is really tempted because, um, you know, this could be the seed money he needs for the uh, soup and crackers. So that way he can uh, avoid having to make a deal with Mr. Duck. Three months without even having to show his face. Yeah, so he uh, he shows him the cock um, and then he brings in the assistant to take a look. He like so he takes that again and like he basically this keeps happening and like Ron's like all right all right like enough like I don't want you know, enough with seeing the penis, which is probably not going to work out very well if you're going to be in pornography. Yeah. Like yeah, you have to like have your penis out. People for are going to have to see your penis. Lots of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just part of the gig. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rod wants it that like he'll, his face won't be in the porn. <laughs> just to, just as, just as cock. Yeah. But which apparently Stanislav is okay with. Yeah. I was, I was surprised by that, but however, I guess there's a certain market for that. Well, maybe he just figures I'll get him comfortable at first and then I'll, you know, but we'll slowly, uh, right, right. Or right. He's lying we'll to him when he's on this or, or like, he'll just be like, no, 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 we yeah. can't see your face. And then the like, same as like, Oh, nobody has to like, see. And then people, Oh no, this guy works for me. Oh, and this guy works for me. So, oh, and so does this guy. It's, yeah. Right. Yeah. And when they start paying him a lot of money, he'll just steal with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's having, um, he's having trouble getting aroused, um, because of the whole uh, the whole situation, I guess he just doesn't uh, he doesn't like it. A lot of pressure. Uh, yeah, and um, which again, this is going to be an issue. But I guess they can work on this. Um, and um, you know, guy tries to like, talk him up, like think of like you know your future restaurant, your future plans, like as a woman. Um, this is when Casey comes in, like basically does like a Grandpa Simpson, like comes in, like turns around, goes straight back out. Yeah. Um, she doesn't need to see that. 
yeah, cut to Kyle feeling of three girls at the same time, trying to determine which are the real ones and which are the natural ones. And Roman's just like watching this whole thing. He's just like, oh my God, again, like the guy just does, they just do whatever he wants. And like, I can't get anything. And he's like, oh, can I have a turn? And like, yeah, they all immediately walk away. Um, I mean, like for starters, like Roman, like you should try talking to them before you ask yeah to like touch their boobs or for them to blow, give you a blowjob yeah like at least go through go through the motions like for five minutes of like feigning interest in them as a person um that might be a good place to start yeah but then he goes to cramsey and all of a sudden here's his golden opportunity um true true well i guess sometimes it could work yeah so so cramsey and him start talking and apparently uh they are both into sci-fi but uh, she describes her sci-fi but not really yeah yeah hers is fantasy and roman of course cannot control himself that is bullshit and he is dismissive and completely rude and so she uh, sadly gets up and leaves and roman you're not wrong you're just an asshole which is really how his entire (laughs) personality um yeah he's not technically wrong but yeah not not a good way to handle uh social situation yes you had you had Um, a bird in the hand you could you could have been cramming with cramsey potentially Anyways, the point is you were making a human connection for a few seconds and you decided to ruin that. So poor Roman yeah, always taking um, He takes yeah, the and, uh, romantic uh, L's while Ron takes uh, all of the, the L's in life, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. So Henry gets his ecstasy and they um, so they bring in they bring in Stormy now to uh, as a fluffer to get Ron going, basically. Yeah. And as I mean, she, she does give the best blowjobs. Yeah, well, or she's definitely the top two. Yeah, um, and because so, as she's um, about to get going on Ron, the uh, the other lady comes in and she's like, "I knew it. You see, like you're like you're sleeping around with people in order to get yourself promoted." She's like, "No, I'm not sleeping with them. I'm sleeping with like this schmuck." Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but just because, like, whatever, we're trying to see his dick. Um, and as a result of this whole, you know, pushing and shoving and yelling and screaming, they knock it to Ron and his dick gets very injured. Um, this might, this might be the low point of the series for Ron here. Um, I know we, we were, uh, we had gone through some of the, uh, the I mean, he lights. almost got killed and he pissed himself in the last episode. Well, I guess, but I don't think he really almost got killed. Like that guy was really never going to shoot him clearly. Um, well, he didn't, know but that. I mean, just like being like exposed in a room, like in front of a bunch of people after getting like kicked in the dick. Not I, <laughs> so I think there's not much lower than that. Yeah, no, it's definitely not great. <laughs> it's definitely not the high point for Ron. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, it's not far off. It's not far off. He's pretty down usually. Yeah. Um, unlike uh, George and Elaine, um, they, he just stays down. So Ron uh, comes to and he sees that um, the Supercracker stuff was out and realizes that Mr. Duck must have been reading it. Um, so this is a good day after all, even though I got kicked in the dick. Yeah. And then we see, uh, we're like, we have Henry looking for Casey and she passes by what seems to be Kyle, like examining a lady's vagina um, just cause. Yeah. Uh, he wants to know who her surgeon is. He really likes the work. Yeah. Um, and she finds out that she didn't get the uh, Reno 911 gig, and he offers to take her home and tuck her in, but she turns him down. She's, like, really uh, having a downer now. Yeah. Well, again, and, they did not time their uh, their highs at the same time. Very unfortunate. Yeah, and it's right now that his high is really – his ecstasy is really kicking in. He's uh, He becomes um, 
super focused. Oh, sorry. This is now we're in the post credits, right? Was, yeah. And even in the post credits, as the guy tells him to leave, he's still sort of like awkwardly dancing by himself. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, you're right. He, he wants it to be with like, the, the thing is not specific enough, right? It says she's going to get a, she'll, she's in for a surprise. She's going to get a face full of jizz and she's going to like it. And he wants to know which is the surprise. It should instead say she's in for surprises. some surprise or <laughs> two surprises. Yes. Um, a little yeah, bit ro- Roman, Romanesque in his pedantism yes. yeah. in his stone sense. Yeah. And well, this is co- co- really just, yeah. Yeah. Coke dealer has no patience for this. Yeah, certainly not. And uh, that's the end of our episode. That's the end uh, of our episode. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. How do you rate this one? And I'll, yeah, so I'll say thumbs up on the post credits. I thought this one was very funny. Um, yeah. Great actor. Henry's really yeah, great. Henry's great in it. Yeah. Um, and I will, uh, I'll kick this one up a notch from the last episode. I'll say it was pretty, 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 pretty good. Um, just like lots of really fun and memorable stuff here. Um, the whole, um, Kyle Roman thing is really fun. Just the, you know, the constant, uh, back and forth. Uh, Casey on ecstasy the whole time is really fun. Lizzie Kaplan is great. Just like playing that, uh, that headspace. Um, and I think Henry, like that, like kind of like nervous energy from Adam Scott, I like, um, so like a lot of, uh, I think a lot of really good stuff in this episode. So yeah, I think this is a, a four pretty episode. Yeah. I mean, even a little bit higher than you, I say it's pretty, 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 pretty good. I'm going to go four and a half, my highest rating yet. Um, you know, just having fun the whole time. As I said, Harry's still having fun long after everyone else has already gone home. Uh, this episode is a uh, a nonstop romp. There's so much happening at all times in all different places. You're like, you know, uh, trying to keep up with everything. Oh, come on. Be a come with guy. Who is your come with guy or gal? I got to go with Casey. Uh, she was just so fun in this episode. I thought Lizzie Kaplan is, was really great, um, you know, at the, the peak, the whole thing, and then kind of the way it all uh, kind of crashes at the end uh, and kind of comes back to earth. Um, I thought she just was really owned this episode in a really awesome way. And I Loved every minute of it, so she's the come with gal here. Oh, I'm going to give it to someone who is not often going to get it because he's always taking L's, and that's Ron. Look, the night doesn't end well for Ron. <laughs> hey, at least he knows that he has something huge in a world where you know he doesn't have much. And I'm referring, of course, to his huge um, opportunity, the fact that Mr. Duck is actually uh, considering messing with him. So good job, Ron. So he's my come with guy there, and uh, but yes, yeah, so I, I I'm I'm sure that uh, it will not go well for him next episode with uh, Mr. Duck's investment with Supercrackers, but you never know. Oh, what I'm the asshole here? I am. I'm I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Oh, I get it. I'm the asshole here, huh? Put your clothes on, Gordon. No one wants to see your penis. No one. Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. And then uh, as we jump to the the fucking asshole here for this episode, for me, it's got to be the aforementioned ecstasy dealer slash porn guy uh, (laughs) slash coke guy. Uh, Jeffrey Vincent Paris is the actor. Uh, I mean, so much smarm and douchebaggery from this guy. Really uh, a plus effort from him. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I'm not going to overthink it. I'll just go with Roman. Um, he just, you know, everything yeah. he does, everything he does turns to shit. Um, he, he, it's like he's the reverse come with guy to start, right? Like every time that Kyle's about to like get in with a bunch of girls, like Roman ruins it, um, just by interfering. Um, and yeah, he's just like a total bummer. He's like, you know, not vibing with the energy of the porn party. And, uh, he's just a creepy fucking asshole. Yeah. All right, so uh, through uh, we're now halfway through our first season and a quarter of the way through the series as a whole until season three drops. How do you rate our – what's your rankings one to six of our core six? Um, and on what scale are we uh, rating uh, them? Who knows? How much we enjoy them? I don't know. Well, I don't even know what we – I'm going to do I, how much I enjoy them. Okay. Um, I will go six still Kyle. I, I don't think Kyle is really ever going to leave six for me. Um. Yeah, if, if like an episode that was built about around Kyle would be uh, very tough to watch for me. Well, but again, um, so I, I think he has a really redeeming story arc in Investor's Dinner, how he stands up for Constance. I do like that part. And I do like their the, the Kyle Constance friendship gives me like uh, uh, vibes between Phoebe and Joey on, on Friends. How yeah. it's sort of like the the the, the most ter- like the lowest two characters sort of in terms of importance. And then the dumbest two characters, but like they they stick together. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah. he's six for you. That makes sense. Yeah, he's number six. Um, number five, I'm gonna go with Ron. Um, I do enjoy him. Um, he does make me laugh, but it's like it's very cringy, and it's like a bit one note, and like we're five episodes in, and it's already like a bit one note, and just like feels like it has to keep just being a race to the bottom to like just like make him nebbier and nebbier, but. Um, he, it does still make me laugh. So like, it's like, it's, it's still uh we're on a, you know, five is five out of six is still pretty good. Yeah. The there really is no bottom for this poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, number four, I have Constance, um, who is, is like very, very hit or miss for me. But like when she hits, she like is, we'll have the funniest lines in the episode. Um, number three, number three, I'll go with Henry. Um, we're starting to become a little more well-rounded. He's moving up the ranks. Um, you're seeing some drama from him, still some good comedy, playing, you know, going different directions. Um, number two, I'll go with Roman, who consistently makes me laugh the most. Uh, but number one, Casey, who's just bringing it. Um, I love the way she's she's shot up the last few weeks. I think um, she's become like the, to me like the best part of the show. Uh, she just oh. has this like energy and like affection. She has this great quality to her. Um, that's like coming out. I really like it. So, yeah, you went six to one. I'll go one to six. Henry's number one, the star of the show. Um, I'm going to put Ken number two. Like such a nebuff. Ron. Everything goes or Ron, excuse me. Yeah, but like yeah. you know, I do, I do enjoy watching it. I'll put uh, Casey at three. I'll put Roman at four, and Constance at five, and Kyle at six. I think so. But I don't even right. know. What, I so don't even know what our main our main disagreement is over Ron. Yeah. And, and I, I don't even know what I'm ranking on, really. But it's not even a, a major disagreement. I think we both enjoy it. You just like kind of have a higher tolerance for it. Like, for me, it has diminishing returns. Yeah. All right. Um, but, so, yeah, um, now, now let's let's talk about some of those cameos. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. Um, we yeah. have Mr. Lippman, as we said. We have Stormy Daniels. We have Ken Jong. No, no, no huge names yet. I mean, Stormy Daniels was like one of the most famous people in America in 2017, but in 2000. Right. So th- this is one where obviously at the time, 
not in the Ten Dancing Club, clearly in the Richard Lewis Club. I didn't even know who she was. Like, I didn't even know it was her in the episode till I saw on IMDb. Like, I didn't recognize her. Right. Yeah. You? Yeah. Um, I knew she was in the episode before oh, okay. I watched. Yeah, it. So I, I, I was, I was after I watched it that I was like, "Oh, wait a second, who is she? Oh, she was the the blonde girl." Okay, right. Um, if we went by now, she would clearly be in the Ted Danson Club, right? No, she's not. No, not now. In 2017, yes, but she's like fallen. Oh, so you think uh, so? Meaning, fine. Okay, she had a saying, very but... short window of like fame. Like, like again, I just watched her for half an hour and had no idea it was her. I don't think right, I'd but everyone, but everyone knows would know her name, right? If you ask anyone who's Stormy Daniels, they'd be like, oh, that's the porn star that, that Trump was with. Yes. Yeah. It's a pretty famous name. But again, I think, uh, especially with Trump, because like, there's so many scandals simultaneously, it's hard to keep track of all right. of them. Right. I feel like she was a pretty memorable one. Yeah. And she has such a memorable name. If you, um, saw, if you said her real name, which I have no idea what it is, nobody knows what it is. What well, Stormy, Daniels. Stormy Daniels. Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Did they not? Um, well, Stormy is more like a nickname, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saint Saint Marie was her name. Yeah. All right. Is it time for the postman? Perhaps. Um. Yeah. Let's go to the postman. 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 Come here. Tell the neighborhood. What a shanda, Larry. Larry David. You are lousy Jew. But you're a lousy human being. He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. Shanda. Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew. And um, only one letter from the postman this week. Ah, just kidding. Jim Crumley got it in last minute. He thought he was too late. So I faked him out. You made it in time, Jim. We have two letters from the postman this week. First off is Jim Crumley, who says, um, on the investor dinner, a well-put-together episode. I love the Chekhov's Beretta paid off on multiple levels. The gang chasing the scammer off is a rare win for almost everyone. Four pretties out of five. Come with guy is Henry for figuring out the scam. Fucking asshole is the non-tipping investor for generally being a jerk to the entire crew. Yeah, Lippman. Yes, yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, and then on Sin Shun, he says, the decent episode filled with some okay porn star slash ecstasy jokes. The stakes felt lower than investors party. Three pretties out of five. And with guy is Kyle for trying to help Roman talk to women. And a fucking asshole is Mr. Duke for leading Rod on. Okay. And we end off with But, Zach. but did he lead Rod on? Yeah. I thought at the end of the episode he's uh, maybe actually considering it. Yeah, I, I think it does end that way. But he still was leading him on most of the time. For sure, yes. And by the time it's over, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Zach Brooks uh, ends off our postman by writing first on investors dinner another ho-hum episode that gets turned in the last few minutes maybe that's a pattern for this show um i think that is a pattern for the show um if i recall um that like it does tend to like escalate late often where it's like it puts like a lot of balls in the air that in, in a curb kind of way they do have this kind of the intersection the way curb does sometimes right yeah where like things like come back from earlier to pay off let's see them land on the balls yeah um so, yeah, I think that is a pattern that the show does deliver on. Um, so if that's what you're into, Zach, I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, he says the come with guy is Constance's is Constance. Her streak continues. I want to, I guess, due to no other come with standouts. Fucking asshole is the actor who plays Ted. Or maybe his name was Ted. He's got to commit to the bit and can't give up the scam so easily. That's true. He runs out very quickly. Yeah. Well, once he's out, he's out. 
I guess. Um, and he gives the episode two and a half parties. Mm, and then finally, one. he ends off writing about the Sensation Awards after party. Um, he says he immediately liked this episode better than the first four. I love seeing Ron get shit on over and over again. Guess you'll have to talk about Stormy Daniels for the Ted Danson Club. Um, well, we did, right? But we go by the time of the episode, at which point, not even close. Yeah. Uh, she's barely in the Richard Lewis Club, to be frank. He says, uh, the fucking the come with guy is Ron, Ron Johnson. Oh, Ron Johnson. Okay, I see. Yeah. I thought you say I thought you meant Rod Johnson, the guy from earlier in the episode, which would be also Oh, oh Ron Johnson. Oh, I got it. Literally, he's that's actually a really that's the best pick because he's literally the come with guy because he ejaculates buckets. <laughs> yeah, we're back on that topic. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh Zach says, like me, the fucking asshole is Roman who just couldn't play cool ever. And he gives the episode four parties. Mm. So, uh, Zach, I on it, just like us. Okay. All right. Well, next week, we I think we'll be doing a Taylor Stiltskin Sweet 16 and the mm-hmm. Brandix Corporate Retreat. We have a couple Ooh. of uh, big cameos coming in the next couple episodes. The first one. Uh, Taylor Stiltskin's film producer father throwing her a Sweet 16 party. Harry will run into an old friend. Ron will get some business advice. Now, he feels, it seems like he gets business advice in every episode. He's constantly looking. <laughs> well, he's probably seeking business, business yes, advice. Certainly seeking it, yes. And then uh, yeah. in the Brandix corporate retreat, Casey will strike up a friendship with a sports star guest speaker, which will cause Henry and Roman to be jealous. Very exciting. So we'll have to see how that plays out next week. That'll be fun. Alex, are we having fun yet? I'm having fun, yep. All right, I'm having fun as well. Thank you.